0: Everyone, I want to welcome you to another episode of The Women in My World, and I am thrilled to have with me today Rebecca Rogers. She is a dear friend and definitely one of the women in my world. And I I want to share a little bit about uh, who Rebecca is and just some of the things that she's doing in the industry before we say hello to her. So she is a screenwriter, producer, actress, and most significantly, a mom. Her and her husband Darrell have a a company called Beautifully Feet productions. Uh, one of their projects right now, An Unlikely Angel, has been streaming number one on Pureflix for the past five weeks, which I love this movie. It was so good. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, you need to make sure to watch. Uh, Rebecca wrote the screenplay for the project and her husband, Darrell, directed. Uh, I know that she is also probably a producer on that. I think she was also second unit director on it. She's got so many incredible talents. Uh, One of my favorite characters she played recently is Susan Colton in the Kendrick Brothers' new movie, Life Mark. Uh, Rebecca plays opposite of Kirk Cameron, and uh, the film is now in theaters. And I love that not only does this this movie tell the story of the Coltons, but it also is near and dear to Rebecca and her husband's heart as well. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today, so you don't want to miss that. Also, uh, she is in a new show that's going to be streaming on Pureflix called Eleanor's Bench, starring Karen Abercrombie, also one of our favorite ladies in our world. And uh, she is just a powerhouse. You can see she has her hands in a lot of different things. But one of the things, again, that I love about Rebecca and Durrell is that they are passionate about adoption. They're uh, four out of five of their children were adopted, and they are absolutely powerhouses and voices for the US foster system. So, please, without further hesitation, let's welcome Rebecca Rogers to the Women in My World. Hello, friend. Hello, how are you? I am good. I am good. Are you just, are you tired yet from all the interviews? Are you doing pretty good? I am
1: energized right now. Um, it is, it is kind of a fast paced schedule, but God is good and gives us just enough. And we just found out today, we had a prayer uh, conference today and just found out that we're going to continue in theaters, another 500 theaters for another week, which is awesome. And uh, life marks in the top 10, which is just, I mean, God has taken this and just surpassed our
0: wildest imaginations, which is a beautiful, that's what God does. It's awesome absolutely well and i love that what you just said rebecca because i always believe so so wholeheartedly that when it is god's and his story and it's been given to him he does things far greater than we can ever imagine and this story is an honorable story about life and purpose and it really does highlight um, the characters and the story. They're real life characters that that are, these people have given their lives to adoption and just the power of life in general. And so I am so thankful. And and we, we've we talked a little bit about this as uh, the LifeMark team, but for such a time as this, right? The story Amen. is doing things that... We didn't know back even in early 2021 when we were filming this movie, what this movie was going to do or what was going to happen with Roe v. Wade. So tell us, before we launch into a few other things, I, I would love for you just to hear a little bit about how, how does that feel for you? To see God's timing is perfect. It is amazing to me because um, a lot of the actors discussed the fact
1: that when this movie started, three years ago, um, you know, before the pandemic, a lot of us would not have been able to be a part of it. So God's timing, even in that, and I give the credit to the Kendrick brothers um, and their prayer life, because they um, orchestrate things according to what the Holy spirit tells them to do. And I think that's evidenced by what's happening right now. And then things that, you know, we try to, to plan things and and make things in a schedule that we can adhere to, but God, sometimes just blows our minds. And that's what happened with Roe versus Wade. Um, we, we thought, or the overturn of it, the fact that um, this movie was um, somewhat controversial because of the topics and the subject matter, we didn't know how it was gonna land. And also several of the um, distributors said no because of content. But as God would have it, the way that it's being distributed is actually even more impactful. And I think that the timing of it is absolutely impactful because those passes early on gave it the timing of what it has right now, which is full impact. I also think that because of the overturn of Roe versus Wade, that there are going to be um, more babies, more children. And we already know that there are 28 to 38 couples, families waiting already per child. Um, And that number, hopefully these these families that are waiting can actually be able to take in and adopt
0: these, these little babies. It's so good. I love how God's timing is always perfect. And I remember being on set with you and we were just talking about even some of these things, like what God was going to do and how he was going to highlight adoption and just the power through this story and to see it actually happening in real time is really incredible. It's such a testament to the Lord's faithfulness. And I love how the Kendricks really do. They lean in and they pray and you know, they do not kneel which I love this. They do not kneel to men. They kneel to God. And when God says go, they go. When he says this yes. is a story, they say, okay, they respond with a willingness and an open hand. And I just think that we have seen the blessings upon them in their lives and their movies and all of the people that get to take part in it. Uh, whether you're behind the the camera or in the the talent or in the audience we get to see the power of what god is doing so i'm excited and we're excited to see what god is going to continue to do through this movie to me i think it's just the beginning absolutely i agree so without further ado my first question always in this podcast and you are a woman that i know will have a great answer for this because you have really faced so many things like this in your life that will highlight this but my, my first question is how would you define success? Sherry,
1: that's a very easy question for me. Uh, success is uh, making a meal that all of my children will eat. That's success for me. I love it. Um uh, seriously, so much of my measurement of happy, so much of my measurement of uh, is it a good day, is um, is so much. You know, how are my kids doing? How are my kids doing? As you mentioned, I have five kids, and um, and you know, um, you're a mom. As a mom's heart, a lot of our our happiness and success. Revolves around children. And that wasn't the case in my 20s and 30s. In my 20s and 30s, it was how often is my agent calling? Yeah. Um, is the commercial that I shot kicking in for another cycle? Is, is it a, you know what I'm saying? You know, did, it, did that audition go well? You, you, things shift. And also in the maturity of your walk with Christ, um, you realize what really does matter, what really is important. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say success is is peace, sort of a synergy between all those things. I feel like I'm, by the grace of God, walking in his, His well, his grace, mm-hmm. that I'm able to do the work that I'm doing, and I'm feeling really joyful that I get to have the content that I'm creating, uh, both as an actor and as a writer and producer, um, that I I'm more in line with in terms of who I am as a person. Um, not just faith based content, but the, the sense of my Christian worldview and what that means in terms of creating things that go out into the world. That's a, a beautiful, wonderful feeling. Um, but the reality is that I can do that and still have my family, still be able to make dinner, still be able to make plans with my family. And just those melting together and working in a peaceful way is success.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love that you said making dinner. How true is that? I mean, really, when we think about it, you know, you are 100% right. Success is being in the moment. It's enjoying your family. It's enjoying your friend and your fellowship. It's it's breaking bread together. And I love that because truly that's what Jesus did with his disciples. Uh, He broke bread. And he called it around food and it was a fellowship opportunity to sit down together and really find that peace and and to enjoy one another's company. It wasn't necessarily talking about how many jobs we get or what's on our agenda for tomorrow or uh, where we're going and what our careers might look like. Uh, It really is about being in the presence of people and having fellowship with them first and foremost. So thank you for reminding us of that. I think that's fantastic. And 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 I'm I'm pretty sure sure that Jesus did not get complaints about serving fish
1: again. (laughs) And that to me is something that we've been working on in our family. And when they're complaining, I'm like, you know what? Tuesday night is your night. What are you cooking? And that's actually been a a thing that I have with my kids is they each have one night and we cook together. They get to pick the music, they get to pick the meal and we cook together. And guess what? The complaints have gone down.
0: I lo- I love it. Well, you and I are going to have to talk at some point. We're going to have to swap some recipes cuz I think my kids are getting probably tired every time they come home I make the same thing over and over again. So <laughs> Well, I, you know, it's been fun to to get to know you and, and more so than anything is to really get to know your heart. I love how God has given you so many great gifts and talents, but above all things, I love that he's called you into adoption and you are definitely just a beautiful, humble woman. And I can tell through your life, you serve others. And so before we talk a little bit more about adoption and some of the other things that you're doing in the entertainment industry, I love to just hear from you, when did the God, when did the Lord call you in to entertainment? I mean, what did that look like for you in the entertainment world and into this profession? Do you remember? Um, you know what? My dad uh, was a thespian for
1: years and years and years. And my mom used to joke and say, you know, when I was pregnant with you, we would go to the theater and watch your dad perform. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that's just always been a part of my life, that that theatrical side of my dad. But I think that I did theater all through high school. um, But I remember watching a commercial with my dad and um, it was a car commercial. And um, actually even before that, Um, we were sitting around watching, watching a show and he said, Becky, what are you thinking about your future? I was probably 14, 15. He said, what do you want to do with your future? And I said, that. And it was like a chewing gum commercial where they were riding horseback and they were swinging on rope swings and dropping into this really awesome river. And I think I even realized at that point in time that to get that shot, they had to be in the river and ride the horses probably all day. (laughs) <laughs> and I thought, that looks like fun. That looks like a lot of fun. And so that is actually how I started out, doing commercials. And um, as it turned out, it was my first job just locally, a local car commercial where you sit on the hood and go, yeah, it's 6.9% financing or whatever it was. <laughs> so that that began my career. But because of that, um, a producer and an agent saw that uh, the clips of those commercials because I was the brown girl for like three years um, during college. And uh, they saw that and they said, okay, you, you should really be doing this in New York City. So I moved to New York and lived there for 14 years and always had something running the whole time that I was there by the grace of God.
0: Wow. That's incredible. I love that. And I love that he has you also uh, working now, right now in faith and family, inspirational. And, and not only did he call you into the industry, but he's also called your husband. We're going to talk a little bit about that because I love when God does that, where he parallels our lives together it really does make for this fullness that we get to walk in. Uh, you know, I I think that one of the things I enjoyed so much about you working on Life Mark and watching you on screen was your ease. Uh, and, and I thought there was something really beautiful about that as you brought this to the character and Susan Colton is a real is a real person and that's always as an actor, that's a huge challenge because we know that we want to serve them and their story well. And, uh, and I think you did such a beautiful job of it, but I'd really love to hear and share with the audience a little bit about how did you tackle this character? How much did you know about Susan Colton? And, uh, what type of experiences did you bring from your own personal life to bring her to life through life mark? Um,
1: that's a great question. Um, I, I love Susan Colton. I am honored to play her. She is just a spitfire. She is true. And she is, you know, a a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. She's just awesome. And I'm honored to play her. Um, With acting, as you know, Sherry, you use something called substitution, which is you take some life experience, like um, your dog died, and you use that in the situation that you are playing, but you substitute that sadness of your dog dying to um, you've you've lost a, a relative, or um, you you know you, you, your child is missing. Whatever that emotion that you're connecting with in your real life, you can substitute it in this circumstance. Well, guess what? I've adopted four of my five children. So the experience that I had to substitute wasn't that far from my heart. Um, I will say that you do take on a little bit of your own um, emotions about adoption that might be a little bit different than Susan um, because what's being asked to, to be played is a little bit more intricate and involved. And I think there were nuances in the writing of the story that sort of drew on some of my personal experiences in the sense that um, the hesitance, like I I think Susan was full on with David meeting birth mom and kudos to you, Susan, but as a as a mom as a, as an adoptive mom I'm like so I was able to bring a little bit of that of my own personal experience of the hesitance and the, and maybe the vacillating um, how does that really make me feel that he's going to connect with birth mom um, and I also felt like the audience is going to be at various places with that because this is, this is one adoption story but we're also performing and showing a story that could touch people in many different ways. So I wanted to have that that nuance of, of you know, is she excited or is she not excited, right? Also, I did lose two, um, two babies, two pregnancies before we uh, began our adoption story. So that piece of it, losing two children was very close to my heart. And the idea of, do we try again? Uh, the this, this sadness of of a loss and the willingness to hope again was also very, very close to my heart.
0: Wow, I love that. And I think that so even watching you and Kirk uh, and Rafi, he had his own story as well. I mean, these characters, that's another thing I think that's so powerful about the Kendricks because when they do lean in to pray and seek God's wisdom on the story and also the cast and characters that they're bringing to life, God just takes this moment. It's like he superimposes these real people's lives and puts them right in the front of the character. And we see these stories really brought to life through them. And so it makes the impact so much greater as you get to share and you start sharing with the audience. Like, this is really who I am. I've really gone through these situations. And so I think watching you and Kirk, because he's an adoptive parent as well, Uh, You two were able to really relate to one another. You came both probably with some different experiences, but you also brought a lot of your own emotional um, strengths and probably weaknesses in a beautiful way together on camera. Do you have a time that you can think of on set or maybe even off of set that was one of the moments that really did move you and that you still to today, knowing that the movie is now out in theaters, you kind of go back and think about and cherish those moments? that moment?
1: Oh, Sherry, there's so many. There's so many. I mean, it really was a beautiful, wonderful experience. You know, to to be on a Kendrick set is just, as you would imagine, just bathed in prayer, bathed in love. It is family from the minute that you arrive. Um, you have your own assigned prayer warrior praying for you. And I was, of course, nervous leaving my, I've got a little, I've got an 18 year old all the way down to a three-year-old. And I was a little nervous leaving my three-year-old for seven weeks. And uh, we had wonderful reinforcement, wonderful team of people, um, caring for her, but to have a prayer warrior praying for my Addie, you know, how's Addie doing? She doing okay. you reading her books at night. You know, that kind of stuff. It was just beautiful. But I instantly connected with Kirk from day one just because of that adoption piece, four of his six, uh, four of my five are adopted, even though completely different stories, completely different circumstances, the journey of adoption does connect and bring us together and just our philosophy on adoption. And he's he's very funny and just, just you know, the ease, the ease. talk about being easy. He was just so easy and so fun um, as, as was everybody. But- there are a couple of moments. The one that you directed, Sherry, is one of those moments in the hospital when the there's so many levels where I had to play sadness. I had to play tears. I had to play, and I'm like, okay, how am I going to get this 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 set of tears? This yeah. emotion is different than losing a baby. This is tears because my kid is going to have a surgery that I'm not sure of, yeah. and also I can't let him see how scared I am. Um, I can let my guard down with my husband. So that scene where I can just let it go, and um, and you directed so beautifully, just the, just the sense of, okay, I can fall into his arms on this because he gets it, and he also understands that I'm not going anywhere. And just those moments, and then you allowing the, those moments to play out even after Kirk leaves the scene, was was able to allow me to just um you know st- not stew but to to marinate in the emotion of that mm-hmm. so I, I I so appreciate that. And I hope we're not doing spoiler alerts. <laughs> so you guys go out and watch the movie tonight. You yeah, know what I'm talking about. Tonight. But but that was a, an amazing moment. And there there are several moments that I just think are so beautiful um that other characters are playing. And I, you know, when you finally watch it and you just go, oh my goodness, this is powerful on Every single level from every different personality and different um, aspect of this one story. It's, how, it's life mark. It's how one life marks so many others. And it's powerful
0: it is it's such a powerful such a, and I love the I, the name hits me all the time it just is so great well thank you for saying that I remember being coming onto set and watching you and Kirk get to play in that scene and just really feeling every emotion that you two brought to that and you were just I mean I love watching you on camera you're just so fun to watch and beautiful and just take the journey with you so you're listening to the edify podcast network we'll be right back Welcome back. You know, thinking a little bit about that and, and, and all the things that you lay your hands to, because you're not only an actress you're also a writer and a producer and going back to talking a little bit about you and Durrell, I mean, you, you know, obviously we're going to talk a little bit about your family because there's so much that you, you know, with your family as well, but you two uh, are in Lynchburg, Virginia, correct? And you get to work together and I would love for you to share a little bit about what you two are doing. And this really fun movie that I got to watch called an unlikely angel that I remember hearing about in 2021 and I watched it and I loved every minute of it. So good. So share a little bit about that and just some of the journey in that and and how God is taking you through this process of all these different places he's calling you to. Absolutely. Um, First of all, I love playing.
1: I love making movies with my husband. It is it is so fun. I mean, we really are one. And I mean, even when we like decorate the house, we're like, okay, do you think that should be over there? No, no. I don't I don't think so either. Should we do it? Yeah. I mean, we just we really do connect on so many things, just in our normal lives, and th- and this is th- this is very much the same. Because when you write something, you're kind of handing your baby yeah. over to somebody else, and very rarely are you able to hand your baby over to someone who will baby your baby the way you would baby your baby, right? Right. right, um, right. And we're we're very much on set together. We're at the monitors together. You know, I'm tapping his uh, arm, saying, "Did you see that?" He's like, "Yeah, I got it, I got it." You know, sometimes he has to tell me to be, you know, pipe down. Because um, because sometimes I can be very um, a personality and bossy, but um, but it's a wonderful dynamic in terms of that. And um, in terms of producing, I mean, I know what I want things to look like. So I was able to work very closely with our um, locations manager and say, this is what we're thinking of. And I, I was even location scouting on my own, and then, the locations person would come in and do all the stuff that I don't like, like the paperwork. Um, But the, the point of the matter is shooting here in Lynchburg too, it's a dream come true because we can sleep in our own beds at night. Yeah. And we can, um, you know, be able to shift in and change things if it rains. I also have an incredible group of ladies, my CBS Bible study ladies, and they they're they were so excited to be part of it in any way. They're like, can we bring cookies? Can we do this? Can we do that? And we <laughs> shot it at Christmas it. time. It. So we made it a Christmas party. I mean, we had an opening event that was Christmas. We um, had Christmas baskets for each of the actors when they came, you know, with hand warmers and goodies and snacks and all that kind of stuff so we we just have fun we really have fun and coming off of the Kendrick set we implemented a lot of what they do um Mm -hmm. we all we you know with our other film we also did morning prayer and all that stuff but the idea of the um the blow pop award to reward somebody every single day for a job well done at first you know you can kind of see the the, them kind of going okay who cares but by day three they're like Who's got the blow punch? Who's gonna get? Who's gonna win it today? Um, also, I had all of my actors that were assigned prayer warriors, and they got a little note at the very beginning of the shoot, and in the middle of the shoot, and they were always able to chat with their prayer warriors. So, um, so working with my husband is absolutely awesome, and um, we 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 plan to do it. Uh, pretty soon. We're going to be doing it again. So we're just just so thankful that we're not, I hate to say it, but we're not in LA yeah. and we're not in New York city because yeah. he and I both were in LA. He was there for 26 years. I was there for seven years. I was in New York for 14 years. It's great. I love New York. I love LA. I miss my, my friends. I miss the weather. I miss my orange tree in the backyard, <laughs> but I do not miss having to feel like our content is going through a gatekeeper for someone who's not thinking about the flyover states. And when I say the flyover states, there's LA and there's New York, and then there's all the people in between. Well, guess what? All the people in between really want more content that we're creating, right? They want not necessarily faith-based, but certainly Mm family-oriented and and things that that are important to them. And oftentimes that's not what's being created um, in LA or New York. That's not always the case, but um, when we were there, that was kind of the case. So we're just thrilled that we can be in a place where we're creating the content that we that we love and that we want to see. And my goodness, isn't it awesome that other people are responding and want to see it too? It's like I I I thought this was the case. I thought this was was
0: important. What family and and values? And it turns out that it is. Absolutely. And that's such a great point, because it really is. You wonder where Hollywood and New York, they forget about the flyover states. And I love that you say it like that, because you have all of these people in America that are really looking for wholesome content that they can watch with their family and enjoy. And, you know, I think it's imperative to our culture that we come back to telling some stories that we can as a family sit down and watch together that we don't have to be worried about our the little eyes. We can also yes. do it as a husband and wife, watching something that moves us. And we need to be creating content that really is inspirational and it propels a culture. It moves a generation. And not only does it do it here, but we can also take that out then internationally and share these inspirational qualities that we so hold on to and dear here in the US. I think it's really important for what you're doing. And I love that you said the flyover states, because unfortunately, I think the majority of time the industry is forgetting those people. Yeah. I congratulate you on holding that number one streaming platform, you know, and, and really being a part of that. You have, um, such a unique story with so many things that you, you do and, and, and being a wife and a mother. And you—you you mentioned you have five children. I mean, this is no easy task. I've got two boys. I'm an empty nester now, and it's just Matt and I. And I'm still trying to figure out how to take care of a schnauzer now. So thinking about like you know five um, is a whole different ball game. And so I would love to hear just a little bit about you know what does it look like for you to juggle being a mom and a wife and all the other thing that that, that God has called you to, uh, and doing it well. Like what does that look like for you, Rebecca? Um, prayer, the, the minute I had a a
1: situation, um, just yesterday with one of my kids and you know, you, our first, we're, we're, we're powerhouse women, right? We do a lot of stuff. So we're thinking, how can I solve this? No, no, we're not going to solve this. It's going to be, all right, Lord, what, what are you doing? And, um, how can I take this worry or this anxiety and, and use more of my imagination (laughs) Of what you've given me, and and just allow you to maneuver it rather than me maneuvering it. And I think that's probably the biggest thing is to is to really submit everything to prayer. Um, I think too, because I am a mom and I am a wife, and um, I'm I'm busy with doing that. It makes me much more selective with the things that I say yes to. I love a good story. I'm I'm drawn to good story, but I also really enjoy working with people that I want to work with. So it almost has to be a good story. Sometimes I'll do a good story and the people are, eh, you know. And sometimes I'll, I'll I'll you know do the do vice versa, and when they can be the same. I will do that project and I will make time to do that project. I'm doing a project right now that is actually a student film. I thought I would never do a student film again, but I am um, so drawn to this, this material. And also the producer of this material worked on our film and he worked so hard Mm. that I was so um, in awe of his work ethic that I said, you know what, I'll do anything that you're working on. I'll do it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. And it's just, it's an amazing thing where um, as long as as I feel drawn to the material and I feel drawn to the people, I will make the time, I will make the sacrifices and I will make sure that my children are covered during the time that I'm shooting. In fact, he was very accommodating to work around my schedule because we've got things coming up and and that's a piece of it too. If I find that when you're not... <laughs> you know in 20s and 30s you're just waiting for the phone to ring uh when you're not necessarily that desperate for the roles they come yeah. they come more quickly yeah. and um and so now it's it's a matter of of um being able to be more selective yeah right.
0: no i think that's so great it you know what it reminds me of i just recently said uh to my husband i said you know i'm going to take the entire month of december off and it's the reality check that every time we step back and go you know what I'm going to invest in my family, my my time at home. I'm going to really um, nurture the time that I do have. I'm going to choose things wisely. I'm going to take some time off for myself. I'm going to go play pickleball. Um, I'm going to do these other things in life. And all of a sudden the phone rings. That's when, because we step away and we see it as not being something that we need. It's something that if the Lord wants us to have it, you know, it's, 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 there's a freedom that happens in it. And so I love that you said that because I think that there's so many of us women, in all different seasons of life that are going through different things, different, uh, whether it's our kids going off to college, whether it's our kids going into kindergarten or junior high or high school or whatever that looks like, or maybe going into a new job or maybe not even having a family. Maybe God is just calling us into a new season. And it's just, it's being reminded to walk in the moment, value the time. Again, going back to our beginning relationships and knowing that relationships above all things really do do equal more for us at the end of the day. Like you said about this young man, working with somebody you want to, like you walk away filled, and and you know that it's a good thing. So anybody that's listening, any women that are out there, God has a season for you and a time for your life, and He wants to remind you that He is in the midst of all things, and so. I think so often it's just being reminded to open up your hands and be reminded that his timing is perfect and that nothing else becomes a God before him. And if anything, to put your priorities in order, God, family, then the rest of the stuff comes after that. And you're blessed by it. You see it in your life, Rebecca. Um, Very true. I I love it. And I love what you're doing. We're going to talk a little bit here in a minute about some of the projects. But I want to know also what are some of the struggles? that you've faced as a woman in the entertainment industry and how you've overcome them. And if there's a woman right now that's listening that is feeling like she can't overcome some of the obstacles that she might be facing uh, and wanting to to go on and really pursue these dreams, what would you tell her? I think that you have
1: to be very clear of what your line is in the sand, what, what line you will not cross. And um, there were offers. Uh, in my 20s and 30s about roles that um, I was asked to play. And I have to say that I I turned them down. I turned them down because it, it just was not in alignment with where I was with my faith and what I didn't want to portray Certain things, and even scripts now, scripts that I've written, I'm thinking, you know what? I don't, I don't really want that to go out there representing me. You know, you you grow and you change, and and you you become closer to the Lord, and you just realize that certain things that that were sort of your worldview at a certain time that's not who you are now. So being very careful that whatever you're doing oh my kids are home from school. Being very careful that whatever you're choosing, whatever you're doing, um that you know there's longevity in it. So you're making those choices I would say prayerfully. So the the struggle is deciding if if it's really um important to your career or if it's important to your life. Mm-hmm. If it's important and glorifying to God. Yeah. Cuz there there are times when you could do things that are very Um, Enticing and um, will be sort of big ticket items for exposure, but they're not the exposure that you really want in terms of longevity or in terms of message. So I think that the willingness, um, the willingness to say no. To stuff is really important. I find that the more I say no, the more God gives me. and not just acting roles, really in life, the more that you turn down the things that you know are bad for you, that are bad for your kids, that are bad for your family. God, God says yes, sorry. God says yes at a different place. And um and I think that through our trials and that that makes me think about um, the trials of my miscarriages, Um, and what that brought about in terms of my journey moving towards adoption, it seems like sometimes the the trials that we have can actually um, formulate our life's calling. So our, our trials and our tragedies can literally be what God uses and molds to launch us on our life's mission. I feel like one of the missions, really probably the most predominant one, is raising awareness about adoption. Raising awareness about how many children are out there for adoption. Well, that would not be on my radar had I not experienced that loss. I mean, I wanted two kids and a dog, right? But this is what happened. After my first child was born, it became very evident that if I was going to grow my family, it was not going to be through um, a natural you know birth mm-hmm. so um my point is is take on your trials and take on the adversity and and use your imagination what is god doing ask god what are you doing in this no what are you doing um i remember right before life mark um, i had been put on hold for a series And I, it was so right for me and it was great. A lot of, you know, hoopla and cool people to work with and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't get it. And I was really sad. And you know, if I had said yes to that series regular, Mm -hmm. I would not have been able to say yes to Life
0: Mark. I've got to say yes to my dog because he's going to scratch the door. Me, you keep talking. I'm I like love that. how I love how our lives really do em, er, it, what's happening in our life emulates what we're doing day in and day out. I think about my dog is do, always doing the same thing, or he's walking on the ceiling, and I can hear the little footsteps, or whatever's going on, or our children. So that's just what makes it real, though, right? And, and I agree with you. I think that's the whole thing. Is like we, I, I love Alex Kendrick came and spoke at our church not too long ago, and one of the things that he says is, um, I want. God ideas, not good ideas. You know, there's lots of good ideas, but I I want God ideas. And I think that even goes into what you're just talking about with the show versus the movie. You know, I'm sure the television show was a great idea. It was a good idea. There was things that were really working for it, but Life Mark is a God idea. And the mission and the ministry behind it is really what's prepared you for all of these years to be a voice to the world on the behalf of, of the Holy spirit on the behalf of God, you know, and, and really the mission that he's put you on. So I'm just, I'm thrilled and I'm really happy that, that he chose you for life, Mark, because I think it's right where you need it to be because your life is making a mark on all those that see it.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling incredibly blessed and honored to be part of it. For sure.
0: Well, I, I know we're wrapping up and I I guess the last thing I would ask you is just tell people where they can find you and support you and your projects. And then we will say goodbye. And yes, Rebecca
1: at beautifulfeetproductions.com. That's my other dog. Rebecca (laughs) at beautifulfeetproductions.com. You can find me on my IMDB page. Uh, I'm on
0: Facebook and i am on um instagram so you know all the usual places (laughs) i love it well Thank you, Rebecca, for being with us. And I just want to continue to encourage you and just say, keep doing what you're doing because you truly are making a mark on so many lives around there, around the world and what you're doing. But thank you for being part of the women in my world and a guest on the show and influencing all of those who are listening and watching today that uh, that you are empowering, that you are inspiring them to continue to go out and do things for the kingdom of God. Love you. And just thank you so much for being here. Everybody make sure that you go on and you link up with edify podcast. You can watch it. You can listen to it. Go ahead and share it with everybody. And also you can find us on Spotify and Apple. You do not want to miss sharing the women in my world with all those who are part of your world. It will make a difference. Thanks for joining us.